We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. I wish I had a better practice report for you today. I wish I could tell you that Jordan Love looked phenomenal and the Packers dominated the Patriots for a two and a half hour practice, but that simply was not the case. This was the case of the New England Patriots really dominating the Packers throughout the entirety of this practice. There were some highlights, there were some lowlights, and we'll get to all of it in just a moment. Of course, this is the Quick Hits recap episode. I'll have the full, uh, you know, everything that happened episode for you tomorrow as well. But let's start off with the intensity of practice and overall the fights that took place at practice. So yesterday's practice, right, I mentioned it was about as cordial and as friendly of a joint practice that you could possibly imagine. There were a couple pushing and shoving moments, one with Judeikis Bonds, but it was calm, cool, collected. Like both coaches had both teams reined in and both teams understood, hey, like we're going to get along. We're going to, you know, we're going to be good citizens at this practice, etc. That was not the case at Thursday's practice. A totally different, completely different feel to practice. In the first nine plays, there were four fights 
there were four, there was one point where there were four fights in a, in a five play period, like just every single play it was getting stopped. And like the, the teams were clearing and everyone was gathering in a big huddle. At one point, a, a helmet went flying into the air. Uh, Keyshawn Banks of the Packers and a linebacker for the Patriots both were ejected from practice at one point. Like it was chippy. In fact, the only thing at, like that surprised me by the end of this was that there wasn't a huge brouhaha melee with steel chairs WWE style at some point because it was intense and chippy and all of it from the get-go. And I had at least six fights in total. Most of them took place between the Packers offense and the Patriots defense. A couple took place during the special teams period, which they ended early and just basically scrapped it. But if you want to know like how intense and like just how things were going, Aaron Jones, Aaron freaking Jones, like the nicest guy on the planet, right? He went after somebody and got in a fight and was frustrated and angry, etc. If Aaron Jones is to that level, if he's to here, it is going to be an intense physical day of practice. There were some big time hits. I know Zeke Elliott was frustrated with the Packers for maybe hitting a little bit too hard. There were a couple plays. Tucker Craft got uh, knocked out for a couple plays on a huge hit that he also fumbled on where uh, I know one lady in the crowd, it sounded like called maybe the, the Patriots player an a-hole immediately after. Uh, it was just, it was a crazy practice. And then you had mixed in here, like there were there were the, the weather throughout practice was crazy. Like it was hot and then it was cold and then it was windy and then it started downpouring and then it was hot again and then it was cold again. It was just a weird, weird practice. Everything felt a little disjointed. You had the weird weather, all the fights, all of it. And that's where it was. But the intensity was very much high. Now, it wasn't all completely bad. It wasn't all terrible. There were some highlights for Green Bay. In fact, early on, it looks like in the red zone period that maybe Green Bay was going to pick off where they pick up where they left off from yesterday's practice at, at like the very opening of red zone periods. Christian Watson cooks the Patriots defender off the line of scrimmage, gets a ton of separation. Love finds him, hits him in stride, easy touchdown in the first player red zone. And then red zone stalls out and Green Bay doesn't do much with it. A lot of pass breaks up, like a ton. I mean, a ton of PBUs for the Patriots defense. They were all over the place. They were flying to the football, a totally different defense than what we saw on Wednesday. But then at the end of the red zone period, you had Jordan Love buy a little bit of time and he found Christian Watson threw it a little bit high, but Watson just skied like to go and get the pass. Really, really fun stuff from Christian. Uh, leaped up to, to, to catch the ball midair, came down with it, touchdown Green Bay. Like I said, you, you end the red zone period with a couple touchdowns from, from uh, Love to Watson. You're not feeling terrible at that point. Then you get into the move the ball periods and just a bunch of other team activities and the Patriots just dominated those. Green Bay could not get anything going at any point of any of those sessions. And then you, uh, but we'll get there in a second. We'll go over the bad stuff in just a second. You had some other positive plays though. So you had uh, Eric Wilson uh, had two pass deflections. One was an interception for Rudy Ford. One was an interception for Jimmy Phillips. So you had a couple interceptions by the Packers defense, both off Eric Wilson deflections, both from Bailey Zappi. On the two minute drive for Sean Clifford, crazy drive, a bunch of plays, uh, one really nice play from Sean Clifford to Grant Dubose over the middle of the field. Credit Sean Clifford for keeping that drive alive. You've got four seconds left, I think at this point, you're on the, the Patriots 20 yard line down by seven and he just has to get in the end zone, right? 
throws it in the middle of the end zone, should have been intercepted, probably should have been intercepted again. Ball gets tipped around. Cody Crest comes down with it, catches the touchdown and gets the, the game tying. They didn't kick uh, any you know field goals or extra points or go for two or anything like that. So uh, technically like the game tying touchdown on the play. So that was a fun play. Green Bay desperately needed it because like I said, they were kind of getting their butts kicked at that point. So just the fact that even though it was deflected and bounced around or whatever, just getting that touchdown felt uh, you know reinvigorating a little bit, I think, for Green Bay. As I mentioned, DuBose had that catch. Sean Clifford deserves some credit for driving the team down, even though it was a fluky play to get the, the, the touchdown at the end. Still, he drove him down there and gave him an opportunity to have that jump ball. And the only other positive I can tell you is that Anderson Carlson or Anders Carlson did not miss any field goals or extra points on the day, in large part because he didn't take any field goals or extra points on the day, nor did the Patriots kickers. But it was a tough day. So a couple red a couple red zone touchdowns from Love to Watson, a couple interceptions off of Eric Wilson deflections, a two minute drive touchdown to Cody Crest that was a little bit fluky, a really nice catch by Grant Dubose over the middle on the drive, and that was it for about a two hour and fifteen minute practice. Everything else was extremely tough. The Patriots were fantastic on the day. Green Bay was not. Patriots writer Mark Daniels said it was the best that Mac Jones has looked in any practice this year. He charted Mac Jones at 14 of 17 for the day. 14 of 17. Chad Graff also writes about the Patriots, said it was the best best Patriots practice of 2023. And he said it was the best he's seen this Patriots offense in the past year since he started writing for the Patriots a year ago. Jordan Love, meanwhile, completely struggled on the day. He had a couple touchdowns to Watson, but he had in red zone, that same red zone period, he threw to Luke Musgrave. It was contested and intercepted, threw it a little bit late, and the, the corner defensive back was able to catch up to it and ultimately make the pick. Later, he was rolling to his right, and this was in the middle of the period where Green Bay was just struggling with everything. I think Jordan was trying to make something happen, but he did the old, you know, what Aaron Rodgers and Tom Clements always preach against, rolling right. Late, late in the play, looks back across the field, tries to get one back to the, not the middle of the field, but certainly he threw back to his left and it was late, should have been picked. It fell incomplete, but absolutely an interception worthy play or a turnover worthy play. And then opening of two minute drills for the number one offense, Jordan Love takes the field. He's trying to hit that cover two shot again, right between the corner and the safety. Tip your cap to the corner. Corner made a leaping play on the ball, tipped it up, juggled it, bobbled it, and ultimately caught it and intercepted it on the very first play at two minute. If if you're looking at it from Jordan's point of view, it was not a good decision and not a good ball. Probably unlucky to have it picked. Probably should have been deflected, incomplete, etc. But sometimes really good players make really good plays. And that's what the Patriots corner did on that specific play to go up and make that interception, which would have ended, of course, with Green Bay in a loss. They were down by seven in that two-minute drill. They started the drive over and credit to Jordan Love for bouncing right back and driving his team down the field. He had two throws at the end. He had a, a play where he rolled right and Josiah DeGuara was making a beeline for the corner of the end zone. I thought he put it in a spot where DeGuara would have had a chance for it. I don't even know if DeGuara got a hand on it. I'll just say this again. I think DeGuara's had a really, really tough camp. I don't, I don't, I can't remember him making a single play and he's had opportunities. Like it, it has not been great. I, I'm not sold on DeGuara making this team. And if you're basing it just based off of what he's done in camp so far, I don't know what basis that you're keeping him on, to be totally honest, but we'll see what happens there. But that tough play there, I thought was a really nice ball by Jordan. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello friends, as many of you know, a few years back the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now thankfully, the day of the game I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed comes back, leads his team all the way down, and it's a fourth and two play. There's not a ton of time left, but a fourth and two play, buys time in the pocket, and he finds Luke Musgrave, and he throws it in a spot where Musgrave can get it. It's clearly going to be a little bit contested, a little bit in the crowd, but overall, Musgrave got pretty good separation on the play. He's, he goes up to get it. It hits Musgrave right in the hands. It's not. There's no other arms around it. There's nobody batting it away. Musgrave just drops it. And that should have been a game-tying touchdown on the second two-minute drive, but it was just that type of day for Green Bay, where even when you drive down after the interception, you get a second chance at it, you go down again, and Jordan Love ultimately gives you an opportunity to go and tie the game, and Musgrave dropped it on fourth down. You know, And that's going to be the life of having a young but talented team. There's going to be some of those issues along the way, and you know, sort of buckle up and get used to that, because for all the highlight plays that Christian Watson and Luke Musgrave and Jaden Reed and Jordan Love and this entire young, talented offense is capable of, 
We know Watson and Dobbs and Reed and Musgrave are good for a drop in a big moment every now and again. We know Love's going to make some poor decisions from time to time. So it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster and a little bit of wave uh, for this offense and this team in general because of the youth overall in the team. But yeah, that Musgrave drop touchdown. Then it was Mac Jones's turn to go on the two-minute drive. He leads the team down the field and then throws a 50-yard touchdown to Devontae Parker uh, right over Razul Douglas to add insult to injury. The teams were chirping all game or all practice long. Jabril Peppers was through the roof intensity, just talking smack to everyone on the Packers, just nonstop. So Jair finally starts chirping back and he's giving it to the Patriots sidelines. He's, he's going nuts. Like he's going crazy like, and just talking smack. And uh, of course, on the play where he starts to talk smack back on the opposite end of the field, Razul gives up a 50 plus yard touchdown to Devontae Parker. And it was a really nice route and catch by Devontae Parker. Awesome throw by Mac Jones, tip your cap. But that was the type of day, once again, it was for Green Bay. Bailey Zappi then led a two-minute touchdown drive against the number two Packers defense. Alex Magoo's two-minute drive completely stalled out. As I mentioned, the red zone periods and the move the ball periods were really, really difficult for Green Bay's offense. It was a tough, tough day at the office if you were a Green Bay Packer or a Green Bay Packer fan watching that practice all Patriots all day long. And that's kind of all there is to it. What I want to take away from this is how does Green Bay respond to it? I I feel like they've had a really, really nice training camp. I felt like from all reports, I wasn't at the Bengals practice, but that they more than held their own and had a really great day against the, the Bengals in joint practices last week. I thought they had a really nice day against the Patriots on day one. They had a great preseason game against the Bengals. I feel like the intensity and the energy has been there at practice every day. It felt like this was a young team that was continuing to grow day in and day out. I think this has been a very, very nice training camp and offseason for Green Bay overall so far. But on this specific day, they got punched in the face hard. And now you want to see how does this young, inexperienced team respond to that? How do they respond to adversity? Yes, the Saturday game is a preseason game. It matters for nothing. But it was the first team, the second team, the third team. It was all teams for Green Bay on offense and defense that lost the day. It wasn't just one group. So how do all of those players, how do the, the first, second, third team, offense, defense, etc., come back and be better on Saturday than they were at that joint practice? So that's what I really want to see. Patriots won the day easily. Don't forget though that Green Bay won day one. Was it by the level that the Patriots won day two? It was not. If you were handing out, if they were like a judge's score for the two days of practice, you're awarding the the Patriots and it might've been a a, a TKO uh, on on that final practice. But uh, overall, you know, the the first day Green Bay won. And I, I don't know that I would necessarily say easily, but like they didn't win it like marginally either. They won the day on on Wednesday. It just so happened to be that the Patriots won it by a lot on Thursday. And now we're going to see sort of the the rubber match on Saturday. And who knows how much we're going to see of starters on either side. That'll be determined. But it doesn't, I, I just want to see how this team ultimately responds. And I'm not going to get into the, you know what? I think this is really good for a really young team. And this is going to be a really good learning moment. And this is going to be, I would rather they were the ones punching the Patriots in the face. If I had my choice, I'm not going to say like, yeah, I do think to some extent there's, there's things that can be taken that will be positive for this team out of this if they respond in the right way, which I believe they will. And I think they will. So I do think positives can come out of this. And if you want that moment to happen, you certainly want it to happen in a practice and not in a game of any extent. So I don't think this is the end of the world. I, don't think, I think this can be a very good thing for a young Packers team to learn from. But I also am not going to wax poetic and be like, 
oh, this is just, this is exactly what this young team needed. No, I want them to be the ones punching the other team in the mouth. That's what I want to see. So we'll see though on Saturday how they bounce back and how they play in that preseason game and if they can match the level of intensity from the Patriots. Couple final things really quick. Jabril Peppers, nonstop talker, just completely annoying as heck. If you are a Packer fan, a Packer, etc., got under everyone's skin. You looked at it on the you know outside, and you're like, man, that guy, you're like, ugh, like the worst. You start thinking about it, you're like, man, I kind of kind of would like somebody on Green Bay to have that level of intensity or energy, right? It's like PJ Tucker for the Bucks a few years ago. When he's on any other team, you hate that guy. When he's on your team, you love that guy, right? I'm sure Patriots fans love Jabril Peppers. I'm sure if he was a Green Bay Packer, Packer fans would love Jabril Peppers. They need a little bit of that nasty. They need a little bit of that angry, that intensity, that, you know, you, you can't make uh you can't make a defense out of Boy Scouts. You've got to have a, a few guys that are, you know, maybe the 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 not nice guys in class, right? So Green Bay could use maybe a little bit more of that Jabril Peppers intensity. Really, really annoying if he's on the opposite sideline. Probably not so annoying if he's the one that is on your sideline. Last, last thing. Remember, it's just one practice and Green Bay won the first one. Did you overreact when they won the practice yesterday? Probably not, right? You probably kept pretty status quo. Stay status quo on this one as well. They're going to learn from it. They'll correct it. My guess is they play a pretty darn good game on Saturday if I were uh, to have to have any say on it as of right now. And then the last thing, the talk of like, I, I know I tweeted out after all of this had happened, the Patriots sideline was going crazy. The Packers sideline looked like they got punched in the mouth. Are they soft? No, if the team was soft, they wouldn't be getting in six fights. It takes two to tango. And Aaron Jones wouldn't be fighting people. And Keyshawn Banks wouldn't be getting kicked out of practice. This is a team that showed a different level of intensity. Elton Jenkins is getting into fights. And no, they're not just like front runners, paper tiger. I don't think anything like that, right? This this is a team that has the ability to, to be tough and be physical. And they've shown that. It's a tough day at the office when the other team's just consistently beating you. Now you want to see the team rally around it and somebody figure out a way to pick them up and be better from it. And we'll see how that happens and what sort of leadership is displayed down the road from that. But I don't think this team is soft. And like I say, one more time, it was just one practice. They're going to be just fine. Try not to ride the waves too much. As I I told you, the Packers are going to be a team that has a bunch of waves this year and is up and down and all over the place. Expect that. And the best thing you can do is just sort of stay steady. When it's really, really high, just remember there's going to be those low moments. And when it gets low, just remember there's going to be those high moments. And it's really easy for us to think every time something good happens, it's going to be all peaches and rainbows. And when something bad happens, the world is ending. But it's usually somewhere in the middle. And that's probably where this team is going to end up this year. It's probably somewhere in the middle. That's okay. They're a growing green team and they're going to gain a ton of experience. And I thought this was overall a good experience for Green Bay to get. Wish it was the opposite way, that they were the ones punching the team in the mouth, but they'll learn from it. They'll bounce back from it. And I'm really excited for Saturday's game. I'll be right back here tomorrow with a full breakdown of the practice. I'll see you guys then. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.